Welcome to I Got Gas, a podcast about a millennial and her grandpa. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ernest. We come from the same roots, but our family tree is big and loud. No matter what the generation, we always have a great time with laughs, tears, and amazing conversations. Now we're going to share some of those conversations with you. That's right. Being born in Memphis, Tennessee during the 1950s is a whole different world than being born in the 1990s. One thing that's the same is our love for travel, food, and family peace. Welcome back to I Got Gas. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ernest. And today we have a special guest, my mom. Hi. <laughs> this is Letitia, one of our creative producers. I am? Yeah. Because yeah, you're always giving us notes. Well, you and Shanita. Oh. You didn't, I, I you didn't hear you. the last episode. I did hear. Oh, no. Did you hear the fourth episode? I started I've heard giving, all of them. I've been giving you guys credit at the end. Well, yeah. But I didn't realize I was a creative director. Yeah. I thought I was just like. Shucks, girl. Someone that you asked for help from. That's that's pretty much what producers do. Oh, they make a lot of money to do that. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. I'm in the wrong profession. Yeah. <laughs> have, you che- have you got a check yet? Nope. No, that's go. what producers do. Like they help with, well, they help with well, giving ideas. Cook. I do I do get food, so yeah. I'll keep her around. Right. Yeah, they help ideas, making decisions. They help, you know, it depends on the type of producer. Like if you're an executive or you're sound productive, like, you know, there's different producers. Mm. Yeah, I see that on the on the credits. But yeah, I didn't know that's what they were doing. I thought they were like I thought they were like the money people behind it. There are some financial production people. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was it. Like no. this, like this person financed this production. There is some financial backing. Yeah, it just it gets complicated. Anyways, like mom's it. here. Hi again. Um, <laughs> well, I pick mom because your mom's the oldest. Uh, the oldest child of Ernest and Joanne. Yes. Yes. So that's why I had you go first. I just had to qualify that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not the oldest in age. <laughs> I said, man, that's a relief. I'm young again. Not the oldest in age. I just meant like the oldest. Yeah, I know. We got you. We got you. Yes. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> we just being silly. Clearly. Um, so today... We have a really cool topic, which I'll get into when we get to our sunny report. Okay. Um, Mom is an avid listener. Yeah, you listening? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. your favorite episode so far? <sighs> That's hard. I really like the one when you were talking about- Tele- Was that television? Growing up. No, he was talking about growing up in Memphis and having to like walk places and stuff. Was that the second one? Could have been. Well, television was the second one. Are you talking about walking places like when he was dating? No, we were talking about walking a lot when he was dating. Maybe that one too. Okay. I liked all of them though. I liked all of them. I like the military one too because I was around for a lot of you know. I grew mm. up with you as a mm. military kid, so to speak. Right. So you, he said stuff that I wasn't aware of because I was a kid. Oh. And now but- I'm like an adult. I was like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool too. But they've all been great. I've enjoyed this. I'm learning a lot about him because you know. Not that I don't talk to my dad, but we don't necessarily talk about these things. Yeah, that's why I like them segmented because it it brings up specific memories. So you don't have to remember Mm. everything. Yeah, Yeah. because I've been lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like uh, there's more stories that to his childhood and stuff that I'm hearing about that I'm like, oh, oh, that's neat. So I feel like I'm kind of getting to know our whole family dynamic better. Having the understanding as an adult that I didn't have as a kid. Oh sure, it's like why why things happen the way yeah, they are, yeah, and like yeah. why you. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I couldn't explain it to you then. Right, and I totally get that because I'm a parent, 
And I have kids that I'm trying to help explain things to, and they don't get it either. <laughs> but now I have hope that someday they yeah, will. Yeah. <laughs> someday the floodgates are coming. Oh, open. yes. I'm like, <laughs> that yeah. happens a lot with me where I'll say something and I go, oh my God, that's my mother coming out of my mouth. <laughs> this is great. Okay. It can go on forever and ever. That's the other thing. It's like the topics make you want to talk about more topics. You know, mm-hmm. you, you're going to be podcasting until you're 90. Nine. Yeah, well, yeah, because you always go, okay, we'll have to come back to that. We'll have to come back to that. Yes, and I hope you're writing that down. More, yeah, because it brings up memories. Yeah, you're right. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so we're going to get into our popcorn segment. All right. So this is when we get to eat. Yes. Yes. The snacks. We're going to... Three snacks because I'm here? Well, I, I didn't think snacks. about that. I guess I should have had you do that. Didn't ask your creative director. I guess not. <laughs> watch out, watch out. Wait, our production, our production is no, coming up with an okay. idea. Do you have an idea, Maja? Yeah. yeah, I'll take some water. Maja, don't throw it at Maja me. Maja always has snacks. <laughs> always. What is that? Oh, are you asking what is her? Why is that? No, what did she throw? Oh, okay. At? So I guess you're going to try getting that. So, um, okay. So the first ones we're going to try are these watermelon gummies. Mm. Uh, Montrell picked them out last week. Oh yeah, and he really wanted. He's like, I really want to give you because we were picking out snacks. And he's like, I want a big one for Grandpa. And Aww. so this is. So he's a creative producer too. Don't give him all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ew. These are delicious. You don't like them? No. Why? Oh. I mean, they're super sweet, but it's candy. So they're so expect? thick. It's a gummy. I mean, how much gelatin do they need to put in this? You don't eat gummies, do you? I do eat gummies. What kind of gummies do you eat that are not thick? Coke bottle. Those are thick. Yeah. They are. Especially if you're if they're cold. You can the, hardly um, chew them. The, um, These are good. Orange slices and the... Oh, I don't like the orange slices either. The, the little, I'm not a fan of orange slices. The, um, pe- no, orange. Oh, the peach rings? Peach Ooh. rings. Uh, no. I love peach rings. Oh, yeah. Mm-mm. These have the consistency of peach rings. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, I guess I don't like them. And they're kind of, they kind of like, maybe it's probably because of the sugar filling. It makes your mouth literally water. So it's like eating a juicy watermelon, kind of. Yeah. But I can't. Are you following me? Yeah, I'm following. It's good. I'm kind of sad I discovered these because now I'll have to walk past them in the store and not pick them up. Mm. (laughs) So good. Okay, mom. Major brought us a second, another snack option. Granola. We got chewy bars. Chewy you don't bars. like granola. I do this not is, like granola. What is this? It's what is made out of oats, sunflower seeds. Oats, not sunflower seeds. It's made rice. I Looks like puff rice. Rice, rice some yeah. kind of rice. A lot of sugar in the middle, and these are peanut butter and chocolate. Oh yeah. So this is a right, and a lot of brown sugar. It says, and a whole bunch of other stuff that does not need to be in here. Preservatives. Peanuts. No peanuts in there. No, no. Peanut butter. Peanut butter, peanut butter chips. You're tasting um, peanut butter. Okay. Good. It's coming full. I'm going to watch it. Ugh. Mm-mm. It's not very chocolatey, though. Mm-mm. Well, it's peanut butter chocolate chip, it says. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, no, I'm just saying I expect more chocolate. Yeah. Of course, I like chocolate a whole lot, so. Ugh. Like, if it was coated in chocolate, Ugh. it'd be on point. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> That's because you don't like granola. Mm-mm-mm. I love granola, especially in yogurt. Like when you make a parfait. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I like crispy. Like I can do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. This was no. This was a no. Mm-hmm. This is probably these are why I don't like granola today because I was introduced to the granola in this bar form. You're right. I used to pack those in y'all's lunches, and I would never eat them. But that's not the. Is that I don't know. if It was the same brand. 
Yeah, it's chewy. Remember. You used to pack chewy bars. You liked them then. No, I didn't. I would sell them then. Well, you never <laughs> said anything. Hey, I was making money. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, right. Remember I had my side hustle in sixth grade? You had so many side hustles. <laughs> she got side hustles. This is, this is <laughs> still a hustle. You're right. Yeah. But that, I didn't know about that side hustle. Because I wouldn't have tortured you with a granola bar every day if I had known. Well, you would have caught my profit. that you like. <laughs> Major says she did this. You sold your your granola bars too. Major, what did Major sell? Major sold something. So I had my lunchbox, mom. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is seventh period is when all the kids get really hungry again. So for lunchtime, I would eat off of my friends' lunches because they got free lunch. Mm-hmm. And you would pack my lunchbox, right? So by seventh period, when all the kids are hungry again, I'd sell half of my PB and J for fifty cents, the other half for seventy five cents. I'd sell my Capri Suns for about a dollar, my Chewy bars for like seventy five cents. So by the end of the class period, I'd have That's like five why you bucks. Always had money. So then I would go to the vending machines because you were a teacher, and I'd go to the vending machines and get snacks out of the vending machine, and that's when I'd eat. I was wondering where you were getting that stuff from, but you know what? I thought. You were getting like the snacks you would get out the vending machine because mm-hmm. you were waiting for me after school. I thought like some teacher would buy it for you. Oh no, because you were I knew I didn't give you the money. No, you sold your lunch, <laughs> but I packed you lunch because you said you didn't like the school lunch. No, I didn't like the school lunch. But you ate the school lunch so you could sell. No, no, no. no. I, I said I stole my other friends' lunches. And oh stuff. right, right, yeah. I so sometimes that. I okay. would pick apart if, they, if it was a pizza day or if they had like an extra chocolate milk. You know, I kind of customize my lunch. Throughout the day. Wow, that's involved. Major said that she sold sour straws from her and Arya's Halloween candy because Arya didn't like her and Arya didn't like them, so they would get a haul of sour straws. All mm. the candy from Halloween they didn't like, they would sell. Wow. Wow. You know, so my kids it, are like natural entrepreneurs. I find that interesting because well, I knew you were a big business. My mom gave though. me a big bag of popcorn because she couldn't afford anything else for lunch, and I would take it to school. And pass our hands of popcorn for sandwiches and apples and oranges. Really? Oh yeah. my gosh. So the apples this is fall crazy. Apart. Yeah, it is. I guess I'm just the greedy one because <laughs> whatever my daddy packed in my lunch, I, I ate, ate it. <laughs> I didn't even consider selling it. It didn't last. I yeah, might, and then yeah. sometimes I would get little extra money and I would go buy extra. I, see, I had to take <laughs> so a freezer bag of popcorn and everybody would be ready to eat by lunchtime. But I had Yeah. Plus I waited until seventh period. The seventh period, everyone was hungry because lunch yeah. was like two, three hours yeah. ago. Yes, yeah. you're right. By the end of the school day, you're starving yeah. again. So by the end of the work day, I mean, what am I talking about? It's yeah. still it's still a problem. I'd even have auctions going sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So sometimes people would be like, 50 cents, 75 cents, dollars 50. <laughs> like, really? really. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, that's something, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I always figured you'd, you know, grow up and be rich someday. <sighs> I'm working on it. <laughs> Come Being nice. rich is not oh. come easy when you start from the bottom up. Well, if yeah. I had the IBM oh, yeah. money, Don't then I wouldn't have. Mind. I'd have a bigger leg to start on. Now these, I, what did she say? I I very, thousand of these very slowly. Oh, very slowly. Yeah. Okay, so these last ones. This is the ASMR version. Of I love the day. these. These are peanut butter bars. Atkinson's. I ate thousands of them. Yeah. I I saw them and they reminded me of the house. You um, reminded this house? Yeah. Why? Because Grandpa would have us have some in the little candy dish. Oh, long yeah. time ago. Yeah, he's the one that turned me on to these. Okay. So I used to buy them when I was in school. Mm-hmm. What the heck? So what's the outside coating? Is this like a candy coating? It's like a little candy crisp coating, mm-hmm. yeah. Peanut butter in the middle. 
So it's like a peanut brittle without the peanuts, kind of. They made it more sweeter. It was more peanutty. I was gonna say it doesn't have as much peanut butter taste. Right. I don't know if it's the brand or if they just changed this. Is it the same? It's the same brand. It's the same. The same brand wrapper. Same wrapper. Okay, y'all need to put more peanut butter in here. Yeah. Did it have actual peanuts in the past? No, no. It was. It was was like peanut butter. It was, yeah, more Soft. peanut butter, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got this striped coating. Like striped I still wrapper. It kind of has a Butterfinger consistency. I was going to say, it's, it's, like it's just like an original Butterfinger without chocolate. Mm-hmm. Butterfinger, I feel like, is more cho- is more peanut buttery than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you even look inside, the Butterfinger is flakier. This is kind of like... It's about the same. No. It's good, though. It's still good. It is very sweet, though. Mm. You're right. It's very sweet. Ugh. You can't have these a lot. Not my favorite round of snack. You can't have any candy a lot. I mean, it's bad for your teeth. This is not my favorite round of snack time. Yeah, I was going to say, you're you're 0 and 3. Yeah. And you make pastries? Yeah. (laughs) That's part of it. Right. Because this is not like real confection. No. This is like Mm. processed, Mm -hmm. you know, flavored. You know, it's not the actual watermelon, the actual peanut butter. So I'm sure Vanessa's. Taste buds are going crazy. Yeah. She's she's They're the connoisseur. Like, she's the connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, low, that's why I can't like eat like people lowly on the, on the taste bud scale. <laughs> that's why I don't like yeah. store bought like croissants and stuff because you can taste the the, the packaging mm-hmm. in the croissant, and I was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. But I mean, but that's what makes you a really good cook is because you you have a very I don't know if it's a high palate. What's the word? Broad, Not even a sensitive broad. palate. Broad palate. There you go. And you can pick up a lot. You are you do have a sensitive palate though. You yeah, can I pick do. up flavors Ugh. that I can't pick up. I can pick like, up everything. Can you taste the whatever, whatever and in this, and I'm like, uh, no. It drives me nuts when I go to restaurants because if people are wearing gloves, like especially salads. So if like someone's working on the salad station and they're making salads, I can taste whatever ingredients they use in the last salad. So like if they, oh. that's not in my salad because they are using the same gloves, gloves. for those ingredients. Wow. It drives me nuts. Okay. That right. is that okay. is amazing. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess that's a baker's baker's tongue, huh? I don't know. They do have a, <laughs> it's a chef's tongue. <laughs> chef tongue. Yeah. yeah. They do have yeah. a palate test. I want to take. Like there's like a professional Ooh. chef palate test. Oh, is it? Where they like kind of like that looks that sommelier test. You should have to try different wines and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That'd be coming. Um, okay, so let's do our cooking tip. Grandpa, what's your cooking tip? I have a cooking tip. Can I give a cooking tip? Yeah. Well, it's not really technically mine, but I heard. Okay. That it's easier to make your gravy, like if you take the flour or cornstarch and dissolve it in cold water versus a hot water. It doesn't make the little pellets, you know, it'll come mm-hmm. and sticky together. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it'll make it more smooth. You do that first before you put it in the pan. Mm-hmm. In a cup true? or something. Yeah, yeah like you stir it, like up. it up in a cup in cold water, and then you just pour it all in. It's nice and, and even. It helps my gravy, which I hardly ever make. Hardly ever. But the times that I have, it's worked better than when I tried to do this. Because my mom taught me a different way. She taught me to sprinkle the powder the in, so chunky in the in the pan. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so let the let the oil brown it, mm-hmm. and you can throw some onions in there. Oh, it's like making a root. Yeah, I like making the roux. Yeah. But actually making, just making the gravy. I like using the liquids from the pan and putting it in a separate cup, mm-hmm. like taking it out and then whisking it and then putting it back in the pan. Because the heat yeah. make, helps it thicken. It helps yeah, because it, yeah. it, it gives well, it a head more start. flavor, I think. Right, and so then you're just using the liquids that are already in there, so you're not adding water. Instead of adding water, yeah. 
to thin, thin it, it out thin it and out. things like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try that and change and change. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have to reseason because you know the water kind of waters it down, right? Right. So you already got the seasonings and stuff in that liquid. Mm-hmm. Without having to cook it down and lose some of the liquid, you can still have the same volume because oh. you have to because re- you to keep cooking it down because you added all that water in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to too. remember when you're putting all that water in there, you, you, you're losing flavor. Right. So you have to re- boost up it. the flavor yep. again. And God forbid you're like me and you forget that it's on the stove and then it cooks down again and it's super salty because mm. now you've seasoned it twice. You've seasoned it twice. <laughs> Which is why I very rarely gravy. This is why we also let my mom cook because she forgets things on the stove. I, I don't do it often. <laughs> you probably Thank bur- God. She just says you try to burn the house down at least three times in her childhood. No. <laughs> No, that is a, that is a falsehood. I think yeah, it, was, it wasn't three. It was th- twice. twice. I think it was twice. So, and there wasn't even okay. Shanice counting your house. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> the house apartment, the apartment, and more so on fire. No, what I did the was the kitchen. Okay, what I did, I did the same thing my dad did to me when I was young. To was it you or Major? I don't say. Anyway, I'll fire. tell you what happened. Oh, it was Major. It was Major. Major just clarified. So what happened, what I vividly remember, one time mom was going to make potato salad and she told you to she watch told, I don't know if she, you told me okay. to watch that there was potato salad in the kitchen. Um, the, no, there was potatoes and eggs, I'm sorry, boiling in the water in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like getting ready for school. You know, mm-hmm. I'm doing stuff. And I ran out the house mm-hmm. and forgot. Right. So I remember that because I also remember coming home from school and this is on base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needed to I remember she coming the, home from school the and there's truck. a fire truck outside mm-hmm. our house. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Fortunately, though, there wasn't an actual fire. Right. But the stench. Oh, the stench yeah. and the smoke. So bad. The smoke. So because bad. Because they called me at home and said, your apartment's on fire. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and mom, <laughs> when I, I got remember, there, it was still there. Yeah. But it was. Major said the art. Sorry. So it took a long she time. She said that her to- school was by the windows. Or by the apartment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she saw the fire truck and it started going towards the house. She's yeah. like, oh no! And they told Trey. Yeah. And Trey saw it. No, no fire. Yeah. yeah, Trey, I think Trey started crying. Because yeah. we all used to walk home. She probably started crying. And then, yeah, who knows? <laughs> Everybody was crying but me. I was like, I'm in trouble. But I was not in I trouble. Mom blamed dad because everyone in the family knows. You're forgetful. That I'm forgetful. And you one, also can't hear anything. And that if sleep. I am not totally wide yeah, awake, you're you give me directions, I did not hear. Forget it. Forget it. You can't tell me unless I'm eyeballing you in the face and I'm fully awake because it's in one ear and out the other. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. so she blamed him, and I got off. I mean, it was still wasn't good though because our house smelled like burned eggs. I, and I got big shoulders, so it didn't matter. He was okay, but I was happy. <laughs> I, I don't think I got in trouble. For as that. long as my as long as my commander didn't bust me down two stripes, I was all right. Oh, would you get busted down two stripes because of that? If it had been fire. Oh, wow. Instead of smoke. That's messed Because he still called me in there, you know. Yeah, and so. I explained what they everything that happened, you know. But since I was a good soldier, I mean, airman, he said, don't let that happen again. I said, don't have to worry about it. It will not happen again. Well, I'm glad it didn't. Okay, so then the second time. Plus, <laughs> plus the door wasn't locked. Uh, military housing, you have to lock the door. I don't remember that either. You have to lock the door. We left you... We left for school without locking you the door. You left for school. Because I wasn't there by the... myself. Understand. No, it no. was me and oh. my siblings. Right. <laughs> I right. thought they said that they had school before you. And but you I'm, I'm the there. oldest. So, of course, I'm responsible. Right, right. I'm, I was responsible. 
I'll give you that. But I, I guess, yeah, I was in a hurry. But all is well. All yes, is well. We're all we alive. Just, we just had a stinky we, house we for still, about two months. We still oh had a place to live. Because I think the greens caught on fire. I mean, burned. That wasn't my fault. Not my fault. Major another, said that you actually watch cookies. Right. And that's the other time we lived in Morrisville. And I don't remember why I went outside. Why did you ask me to six years old to watch to park cookies or something? Or where was I? I want to pick up somebody <laughs> or something. Where. And I asked her to take the cookie. It was Vanessa. Okay, she's she's like she's going crazy <laughs> over there. <laughs> I took. Producer, I, asked, oh, I went to go pick you up from something. Maybe uh, after school. Something. something. And I asked her to take the cookies out the oven, mistakenly. You, you were Major? older. Than, no, yes, she wasn't older. Than because that. yes, no, because when we 12. lived in Morrisville, she was, she was in kindergarten. Yeah, that's first five. grade. That's, that's like five, six, six, seven, right? No. I don't know why. I, I don't felt, know why you asked me I to felt, do anything. I felt, anyway. I felt that she would know to, how to take them out because we made cookies together all the time. So that was a mistake. Did on, take, oh, she said she did take the cookies out. After the, they towel, the towel was dry and the towel caught on fire. Is that what happened, Major? The towel oh, was I too, thought the cookies were The towel was too dry. I don't even remember. It was a long That's time That's not the ago. only Morrisville fire, though, because there's another Morrisville fire. I'm pretty sure that was a grease fire because it set the little popper thing Yeah, off. we had a grease fire. And that was also not my fault. Oh, right. She dropped the towel in the oven and the, the yeah, coils yeah, so caught I the didn't, towel I didn't, fire. I didn't anticipate any of that. Yes. Yeah, so. I remember that, Anyway... Too. Don't ask your kids to take anything out of the oven. No matter, how many, no matter how many times you've done it together. Do it yourself. Probably until they're at least teenagers, I would say. If that. If that. Because it was, it was. Um, May just traumatized. She's traumatized. <laughs> she's like, I've been, I've got PTSD about the fire. Yeah. And anyway, my neighbors were definitely giving me the side eye for a while after that. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, what do you, I mean, people make mistakes. I'm yeah. glad it worked out. But yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fine. Oh. <sighs> Okay, no. but see, that's two. So I don't remember causing a third fire. <laughs> what she say? And, and everybody has grease fire. Everyone, everyone that has cooked with grease Please. at Please. all has had at least one time where they let the grease sit too long, or you know, they did something. Mm -hmm. Grease fires are very prevalent. They're, They're very number one cause of uh, house fires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. people have to remember that you people try to put water on. Grease when no, it's on no, fire. No. You the have to smother put, it. Put the put top the, on it and take it outside. Yeah, smother the fire. Take yeah. the air out. I did know that when we had our our grease fire. I think we put baking soda on it. Yeah, and we baking put soda and we it. covered it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't know that. Yep. I remember one time. I think you were frying chicken, Daddy, mm -hmm. and you put the skillet on the floor. It was a cast iron skillet because I remember it burned the linoleum on the floor. Wherever we were living. Well, yeah, that's because it burnt my hand. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have. A it mitt. was too hot. He I was holding it, it. But I got a mitt and took it outside. Well, in most recent fires, but it happens. Gotta be aware. So, so now we all sound like fires. we don't know anything about cooking. But well, so talking, I understand people. This so is we're talking about fires. Major's hair caught on fire last Who's? month. Major. Oh yeah. 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 She was playing. Matthew but that Jackson. that was a candle. That had to be really a candle. <laughs> we were still sitting around. We were still eating dinner. She was imitating Maggie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, that was terrifying. If her hair had not been up in a bun like it was, oh, it would that, yeah, it would have been really bad. Fortunately, really bad. one Major has a ton of hair. Yeah, she's got hair to spare. You could burn off half of it. She needs to go ahead and get it, and you, you need and more moisture because I could catch on fire two, right now. The uh, the hair was most of it was in the ponytail. It was like put up, so mm -hmm. it wasn't too bad. Woo, scared the bejesus anyway. out of me. 
scared Charlie. Charlie's like, Mommy has on fire. <laughs> He's still talking about it. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. He mentioned it like two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's probably cool for him too because I mean, yeah. luckily he's able to like talk now to where he can yeah. create a sentence. He's going to share that in school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know he's told everybody at school. He That's told so all the teachers at school, no doubt. They're it, probably like, what is going on at that house? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the the world found out that Beyonce was pregnant with the twins because Blue Ivy told her preschool teacher that her mommy was pregnant? Like I said, if the toddler knows Everybody, Everybody knows. knows. Yeah. Like, Especially if it's a talking toddler, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which we definitely have in my yes, house right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of education, that's kind of the theme I wanted to talk about today. Education? education? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, one, because, well, I thought this would be good for you because you're a former educator. I am. And also, you were kind of the spearhead of getting educated outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there was a lot of trial and error for grandpa and grandma to start like, figuring out how to help you because you're also their first kids. Like you're probably like the first time they've had to like help a kid with mathematics and learning how to read and things like that. What do you mean getting spearheaded, getting educated outside? Oh, cause I grew up in a school system that was outside the U S yeah. is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was still an American school system. It was, you know, department, military department of defense schools, military, yeah. but the department of defense schools in Europe, in my opinion, are better. At least they were when I was there. And a lot of the kids here that are military kids go to their regular public schools in their area. So, yeah. Yeah, they only have, I think, elementary and uh, and some junior high. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Military. At least in Fayetteville. But they don't have... They don't have a high school anymore. They don't have a high school. But they did... I heard they had a high school, though, when they were smaller. When the base was smaller, there was a high school. But as it grew, they couldn't... Right. Couldn't keep it Keep all the kids. Yeah. That makes sense. What are your favorite parts of learning? Oh... My favorite part of learning. Oh, I also picked education because you're a nerd. So this is great. Because I'm a nerd. <laughs> well, Grandpa's a nerd too. I'm not a nerd. You are totally a nerd. Uh, it's okay to be. Okay, <laughs> we're a pretty nerdy family. First of all, we all have our own little in, specialties. In 2022, I think it's okay to be a nerd. It's bad to be a dork. Is that right? No. So we have to ask Arya. Arya's up on all of it because Arya, my. I think it's role, bad to be dumb. I think. Well, I it's bad to be dumb any any, any generation. Right. But I'm just saying, like, as far as terminology goes, like, like when oh, I was coming up. There's something different between being dorky and being nerdy. Yes. Okay. I wonder what those differences are. Okay. Yeah. We have you to, gotta ask we the have to ask the teenagers. She can tell you. Anyway. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, they even, and maybe that's because of books, because, like, there's a bunch of books out there now about, and maybe it's okay to be a dork because you got dork diaries. <laughs> you know, you got those books. I don't know. But the thing is, is... Oh, that's a good picture, Grandpa. The thing is, is, um, uh, yeah, I love to learn. I've always loved to learn. I still love to learn. Grandpa, what, what do you like to learn? Me? I just like learning. See? See? Nerds. nerds. I just said that. I said that. I was telling the guy a couple, about five, six years ago, man, when you stop learning, you die. That's true. I, I agree. <laughs> when your brain is not... Act- and there's actually, like, studies that show that people who are not actively trying to you know, at least, you know, enhance themselves in some way, stay active, improve. Yeah. Yeah, It it affects their, their brain activity, which will affect the entire body at some point, you know? I think so. I think that's really important because I'm known for my fun facts because I have, I always like to learn little tidbits of things. Yeah. And so, um, 
I like to go on deep dives as well. So if I have a question, it doesn't go as far as me just asking that question and getting that answer. I'll start, I'll just start going on a deep dive on Wikipedia of like, I wonder how old this person is. And then I'll start reading their biography. And I'm like, oh, their parents look interesting. I start reading about their parents. And then I start reading about what city they came from. Mm-hmm. And it just- so you sound like me. So my favorite part of learning is the discovery part. That's when I get the most excited. When I actually find something that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. The discovery is what excites me. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives me to keep going. Yeah. Because I want, I do that too. Yeah. You know, I, God forbid, I find an article oh. that just kind of gives me a little, a little brushing mm-hmm. of, I'm like, oh, I got to know more. Yeah. And then I start looking for more. Mm-hmm. And I or do the, that all the time. articles that they have mentioning historical art things or cities or companies that like are no longer around or that you don't know a lot about. Mm-hmm. So now I have to go back and I have to read about them so I understand the context of the article more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To help you make more connections. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really that's bad definitely at my favorite part. I'm really bad at you that. You know, the um, the military went that way. I guess I would say uh, it's been about maybe 15, 20 years now when they had this concept. It was new to the military. I don't know about anybody else. This whole, the whole person mm-hmm. well-rounded mm-hmm. because they found that a lot of the, the, the soldiers and the airmen and sailors were single-minded and that they knew about their homes you know, and that, where they came from, what they learned at home, where the problem was segregation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we really didn't know each other. Right. Even though we were fighting beside each other, willing to die for the same cause, we still didn't know each other. And that lack of knowledge caused problems in the socialization. Yeah. Okay. Because we couldn't, we just couldn't. You can't find the commonality. We, we, we couldn't find it. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, it got to a point of frustration because you just can't understand me. <laughs> Literally. Well, I would Literally. imagine that yeah. would really make it hard, like for a commander it, yeah, to that's lead troops yeah. because yeah. when you're, when you are not like intermingling and have that kind of interaction, mm-hmm. people have a completely different way that they learn. They learn. They and, have a right. different perspective on mm-hmm. what you're saying because mm-hmm. your perspective and yeah. your outlook on the direction you get comes a lot from your environment right? and, and how you've been nurtured coming up. And, and, so if it's like night and day from the person next to you, you could literally say the same sentence to someone, yeah. but they won't take it the same way. Right. So that could create a whole lot of disunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, and, the, you know, the, discord. The commanders were yeah. having problems controlling your troops. Yeah. Because, you know, you're going to talk to a black person the way you talk to a white person yeah. or vice versa or to a Korean or to a, a, a Puerto Rican or to, you know, mm-hmm. and so on and so on. And, and, and it just, a, it was a bunch of, a ball of confusion. Yeah. I think that's kind of what helps <laughs> Well, have good leadership, and also when you're when you're working in leadership, it's also about those learning curves because, mm-hmm. like you said, everyone trains differently, everyone learns differently, also because of their basis of of education mm-hmm. as well. Right. Everyone comes from different places, different levels. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask people like, "What do you know?" That way, you can know where they're even starting from, right? And then if they're making decisions, I like to ask like, "Okay, why did you make that decision?" Because just because I see it as weird mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's wrong. It's wrong, or it's maybe it's a different it's, way, or right. they had a different perspective, or maybe they didn't mm-hmm. hear the instruction right. properly. Right. It doesn't mean it's inappropriate, right? So I have to go like, okay, where, why did you do that? So that they can regurgitate where their mindset was at mm-hmm. and things of that sort. Yeah, but a lot of times people can't; they don't know why. 
It's just no, they, they don't. They just do it naturally because that's what that's it. the way they know to do it. I know it they is. don't really have you know. I can see how you could not really definitely know. This is why. This is just the way we do it. Right. And I get that answer a lot from, especially from yeah, children. Even today, you yeah. ask a child why, they look at you like, I don't know. That's what my mama said. You know, they don't really yeah. have like a definite ABC point. This is why they right. don't know. They're just doing what they they know is the example they've been shown. I remember I was having trouble with long division. Remember that? And then I was showing you how my teacher showed me how to do long division. Right. And you were like. This That's is not how I learned such how to a do. long way around doing this. <laughs> yes. Remember that? And like that happens a lot too with mm-hmm. kids that go to school and they learn one way or even mm-hmm. from one teacher. Yes. And they go to another teacher or another school mm-hmm. or their parents mm-hmm. and they're completely lost. Right. Yes. And I experienced that a lot in college because, oh my gosh, I took, you know, I'm, I was a science major and I had these required sciences that I had to take for my major. And one of them was organic chemistry. I will never forget this class as long as I live because it was one of the few classes I actually had to repeat. And so I literally took the same exact course the second time with a teacher who could, was able to under explain it to me in a way I understood. Mm-hmm. And my grade was like two letter grades higher. I went from a D to a B plus, same class. Just the only thing that same textbook, I think it was even the same notes because it was such a large class. You know, it was like one of those, yeah. one of those core classes mm-hmm. that all 300 and something of us so in the major had auditorium type Right, auditorium type style. It's not like I went to the teacher's office and spent a lot of time during office hours, got tutoring, didn't do any of that. Just a different teacher. Mm. And it changed everything. I think yeah. that happens in all school systems, not even mm-hmm. just college, that a lot of kids, they can get put behind just yeah. because they don't have the, the right teacher that can connect to them to understand things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that was, well, I don't recall growing up that the learning styles thing was a big deal. I know, I think it's a bigger deal now yeah. than it was when I was in school. When I was in school, you got your assignment, you know, you read your textbook, you did your assignment, you turned it in. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of time for explanation you know you could go and ask a question but again you know sometimes you'd go ask a question and the you know the extra enrichment you would get you may not understand anything yeah, any yeah. better yeah. yeah yeah and so i think but i've seen and when i went through um you know getting my teaching license they were talking a lot about the different you know learning styles of a hands-on learner versus an audio learner versus a visual learner, Mm -hmm. you know, and I even realized my learning style because I went to that course while I was getting my teacher's license. Like I didn't even know I had a learning style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until you realize what it was. Then I was like, oh, okay, well that's why. Yeah. But you know, that was, I mean, fortunately I, you know, I actually have a mixture of learning styles. And so I made it, I was able to adapt, but all kids can't. Yeah. Some of them are so locked into their style. If you can't reach them within that realm that they, you know, can grasp it, you're right. They get left behind. They get left behind. And then it's not like they don't have the ability. It's, you know, it's, it's just, just an, or the aptitude even. It's just that you're not reaching them where they, you know, at a where level ner- where they where can Where their nurture level is. Yeah. Was that, what was that type of conversation in your classroom, Grandpa? Like when you were a kid? Well, mm. you want to go way back. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, was I a kid? <laughs> <laughs> what do I remember as a kid? Yeah, let's start there. <laughs> as far as like learning stuff, like what did they do? Probably the same they did me for the most part. <laughs> well, 
I had the I had the I would say I had the the the, the problem of understanding it the first time. So they had to repeat it mm. to me. Uh, and that went on even up into college because when I started reading so a lot more, I had to reread, you know, because I could read it and and thinking that I understand it. But when like questions at the end of the chapters and stuff like that, I couldn't remember. So I, I read it again. I did not go back and look for the answers. I went back and read it. Okay. And I and I kind of uh, taught myself to um, that. That was my way I studied. Mm-hmm. And even repetition, and and even uh, in the Bible, I did the same with the Bible, same way. And and uh, and people say you're so smart. I said, No, I'm not smart. If you if you read as much as I've read it, correct, you gonna get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but um, I, my my teachers and stuff, you know, they were like, well, one time sayers. You know, this this and this this is how you do this. this. Except for math, math I like because. Cause I guess it's I felt like uh, the, the the electrical. Well, it's also concrete. Because like even if you didn't head. understand it from your teacher, if you look at your textbook, it's gonna say the same exact thing. Right. Yeah, it is more concrete. Yeah. And math homework is more du- is more direct practice than say so you know, lecture, something yeah. from a lecture doing and I, your math and, problems. And, but history I liked. I guess because I was so excited by learning history that I learned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just you know, when they, when they, when they said, more. you know, I was motivated more. So math, I, even though, like I said, I like it up until uh, algebra three. Then like, you're yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> now that now that what you said now about being excited about something, that's something that I think they're pulling away from in the classroom. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I, I started teaching right before the whole no child left behind stuff started. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I left. I wouldn't say entirely because of No Child Left Behind, but it didn't help. I mean, I understand what the concept of No Child Left Behind was, what they were trying to do with it, but the way they went about it didn't work for me as a teacher mm-hmm. because it went from I was, you know, taking what my students were engaged in, interested in learning about to, well, this is what you have to teach. Mm-hmm. And what I quote unquote had to teach to fit the curriculum and the end of course into grade testing was not what the kids cared about. Right. And I was a science teacher. So it's hard enough to get kids to understand science because it's a hard subject, but let alone when you're trying to teach them science that they could care less about. And I understand that, you know, you want oh, to assess the children. I mean, that's what we always did. We always gave them tests. Those benchmark testing. But just like the, the, way, the way they made the curriculum so narrow, but I don't know who decided that this is what the kids needed to know. But I know for me teaching biology you know, I had I went from doing an entire unit on the human body, which, you know, of course, all the kids have. <laughs> They're all interested in learning about their body. I would spend like a whole month on it. And it's stuff they needed to know. But I guess I don't know if they figured they did it in health. But in health, they only teach you about they don't teach you about so much about how the body of, of works. The body. Yeah. That's you know? biology. That's biology. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I went from having an entire month to use to work on that to like a week. A whole week, I'm supposed to teach uh, how the body works to a bunch of 15-year-olds. And, of course, they had a gazillion questions because I taught 10th grade. Yeah. They had a gazillion questions. Of course, when you get to the reproductive system, you could spend a whole week on that alone. And I could use my um, my scientific kind of approach to it 
to give them a perspective that maybe they didn't get in health because health is more based on the social, the social, the social, emotional, whatever aspect of it, you know, and, you know, adolescents don't really get that. Yeah. You know, they're just kids, but they, a lot of them will pick up on things that they needed for their health just because I gave them the medical explanation. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I did not like that as a teacher. I was like, this is messed up. And it it took a lot of the joy out of the job. Mm-hmm. So then on top of that, that, you're not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> and then on yeah. top of that, you're like having to deal with discipline problems and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you to teach these days, you have to truly be no, called. Called to teach. Trevor, were you a trouble kid? That sounds yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the no. silence said it all. <laughs> no. Well, it, it all depends. <laughs> I had different. I had different. Uh, I had different atmospheres that I I was at home. Uh-huh. I was at school, playground. I kind of, I guess you sort of kind of act differently at all of them. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's because I'm out on playground, I'm with my friends. Mm-hmm. And so if they got in a little trouble, I either got in a little trouble too, or I stayed away from them. It was, it was just something about my decision making. Because even my, my I, I, I met one of my classmates. He his name is um, Anthony. Yeah, Anthony. And he said Ernest, Ernest. And I looked around. And I said, looked at him kind of like. He said, you know, you remember me? You remember me? And I said, Anthony. Yeah. And and he could he, he, he I played basketball with him at high school. But anyway, he said, you ever you a minister now? I said, yeah. He said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and I said, you knew what? <laughs> he said, you are so different. And I'm going like me. I wasn't different. I was just running with everybody. I thought, but he said, every time we got ready to get in trouble, you back off and, and you will give us a reason not to get in trouble. Mm. <laughs> mm, your voice of reason. And that was just different. natural, I guess, because I, I didn't realize I was doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and so maybe your mother put more fear of God in you than others. Her or my dad. I know my daddy did because he he with me for two weeks. What are you talking about? I was stealing. I was, me and my sister was stealing ice mm. cream sandwiches from the drugstore, and we got caught. And he said, "I'm gonna whip you every time I think about it." Wow. So, <laughs> boy, after about the second week, I said, "Lord, take this man memory." <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> I am so glad you didn't take that approach with us. <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of but, times that reminds you of bad I, things I, I did. <laughs> I got in trouble, but a lot of my parents didn't know about, you know, because I kept my mouth shut. It was like schoolyard stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I didn't. <clears throat> I wasn't a. Um, I wasn't a fighter, you know, unless you touch me. You know, no, but nobody touched me because I, I, you know, I was one of the biggest guys in the school. Oh, sounds like Major. So you know nobody, you know, you know they had, they had a couple of guys that 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 pick fights with me. We, you know, we did our little thing, and I said, you know, it's one guy pick up a stick and, and hit me a uh, pick up a beer bottle, hit me inside the head with it. Ooh, whoa! Oops, that, that, I still got the scar back here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, one guy swung at me with a bat. So this is like in high school? No, no, this is like junior high. Junior high, yeah. wow! And uh, and uh, God's grace, I just I did like that, and the bat went right in my hand. And he looked at me and ran. Yeah. Okay. 
ain't staying around here. This guy can catch this batting. <laughs> yeah, good reflexes, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but I got in trouble. I set fires, you know, burned down railroad tracks. What? <laughs> Stuff like that. See, know. I don't want to hear nothing else. Broke if windows. I ever get in trouble, I'm going to direct my resources right <laughs> to Grandpa. Well, that's what I keep telling you kids is that you guys aren't doing anything that we haven't tried, we haven't tried, seen, seen or done, or done. Right. Therefore, right. we know it's going to end badly for you. That's right. We're trying to help Every you out. out. <laughs> you sure. need to listen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, sure. I, I see. I see almost every day. And boy, I said, look. I've seen it all. I've seen it all. You ain't gonna fool me because yeah. I've done it. That's funny you mentioned that. I told Isaiah that when I was watching when I was watching Isaiah and Ari and them when you guys in New Orleans, Isaiah was like trying little tricks, and I was like, look. I you see all these kids in here. I know every single trick in the book. Yeah. <laughs> I know them all. Yeah. <laughs> I did them. Don't try it with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that yeah. that carries on past like school age. Right. That's true for high school, high school college right. years, right. mid, right. even middle age. You know, yeah. I see people doing stuff in their thirties and whatnot. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, You're gonna yeah. lose your family over that. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah there's nothing. It's, just like the Bible says, there's nothing new under nothing the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Mm-mm. Nothing new. In no, no sense trying to get around it. That's a whole different kind of education. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of like a joint sunny report slash joint pain. Watch this. Yeah. 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 When I think about it. Um, but I mean, experience is the best teacher. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I want to talk about in our bubble wrap section. Pop it, Abbott Elementary. Abbott the TV Elementary. show. Yeah, have you seen it, Grandpa? Uh, just a little. What's well, pop culture about education? About nine. About nine. Yeah, nine o'clock on ABC. Yeah, guess who? We'll, guess we'll sleep it about nine. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch TV <clears throat> until yeah. I get an hour or two. Somewhere. Well, we had to watch it. Well, I'll give you a synopsis when we talk about other things, but it, you yeah. know, it's about the public school system in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it too. But I mean, you know, I I don't see it every every time. I just think it's. I think it's. I think it's funny. Well, it's funny one, but also it's interesting yeah. because it, it talks about a lot of the problems in the school system. Oh too. yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. It's definitely how, accurate on that. Yeah, accurate, and it's, it's it doesn't change. Children don't change. I don't care what you, you know, how smart they get, they still do the little stupid things. And they do the, the, the things you can't figure out. Why'd you do that? You're smart enough. You're smarter than that. Why you do that? Yeah. Type of thing, you know, but they're children. Yeah. So, you know, foolishness. Uh, um, that is an age. <laughs> not one of the things the Bible says a child's heart is full of foolishness. So don't expect them to do smart things all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that they need lots of guidance. They need guidance. There you go. The Bible also says, "Spare the rod, spoil the child." That's so right. that's right. <laughs> but but that, that I, doesn't, that I, doesn't I learned mean, over time like, that that rod is not always a belt or a stick. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's, is, not, it's, it's not. A, it's a metherical rod. rod. Right. right. It's a, right. It means discipline them. Discipline. Yeah. Don't just let them run wild. Yeah. And do what they want. It means discipline them because they will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was really excited to see the show. Just they don't have. They're not gonna feel guilty. No, or regret. <laughs> or regret. 
I was really excited to see the show because me and my colleague Quinta made the show. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. it's yeah. a good show. The thing I like, the, the one of the things I like the most about it is because I, since I was a teacher, <laughs> I like I'll watching get, the staff. Yeah, yeah, I like to see the that staff too. interactions. Mm-hmm. Are I'm like, yep, <laughs> I know a teacher like that. I knew a teacher like that, and that principal, what? I love it. Now, it's so funny. Her her role is kind of exaggerated. I'll, I'll give it a say. I was, I was, she's kind of like a bunch of bad principles rolled into one, mm-hmm. but you don't usually get all of that right. in yeah, one principal. One principal. Mm-hmm. Because you wouldn't have a school running at all. No. That right. principal is no. off the chain. Yeah. But my, um, my favorite character is the one that she's kind of like a hustler on the side. Like she's always, you know, trying to get stuff for her students. Kind Which of, one? Kind, one? kind of illegally. Sometimes <laughs> she's like, oh, she's um, like, oh, I know a guy who knows a guy, and if you, if she's trying to help the younger teacher. Be like, this is how you survive, Melissa. In I don't remember her name, White Lady. Yes, Play Lady. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. two, but yeah, no, the one with no, the dark what, hair. What are you talking about? I think it's in there too. No, there's a white guy. Okay, yeah. So the lady, yeah, the one that's she's the Italian. She's Italian. Teacher. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She's I'm one of my favorite characters. Especially that part when she was talking about her fish in the in the refrigerator. That was hilarious. Yeah. And then um but the and the younger teacher, you know, that's how we all start out. <coughs> you know, full of optimism. I'm gonna fix I'm gonna fix mm-hmm. this. I'm gonna make make it right. This is wrong. You know, that's how they all start out. And then I yeah. feel like they just get broken down. And, over and then time. Barbara, the old you know, played by uh, Cheryl, how um played by Cheryl, she it's like, This is how it is. Like Yes. I've yes. been here. I appreciate the enthusiasm, but you'll get exhausted. <laughs> yes, you will. You will. Yeah. It's it's sad that it's you know probably always been that way. I don't understand why we don't invest more in our schools than we do. You know, but I remember when I was well, going to school to be a teacher. Well, it's all about. It's money. always about. It's, it's the always whole, been about the whole money. Thing is about money. But did you know they don't even consider teaching a profession? It's a semi-profession. I saw. You know. So okay. So getting to that real quick, there was a pr- professor adjunct professor role at UCLA for, I think, a science department, mm-hmm. a real a chemistry, something like that, that just got posted last month. People were on fire. And it was a not paid, like zero salaried professor teaching job. And it's they were, a job. They even put that on the application position. of like, please keep in mind, this <laughs> yeah. is not a paid position. And then people were like, how is a high collegiate institution even asking for people that have the status. So then like the minimum requirement was like a PhD because of yeah. course you have to have one of those to be a professor. Right. So they're asking people with PhDs to be adjunct professors part-time for free. To volunteer. You're to teach. asking them to yeah. volunteer yeah. to teach. At a collegiate level school. Yeah. Wow. But you people know why? Like, what? Because <laughs> nobody wants to be a teacher anymore. I mean, and depending on the subject, is probably I know in the science well, you're not field, get paid. like right. I know if you if you if you love science and math, you can make three, four times more money doing anything but teaching. So you know why would you do that? That's stupid. Ha- that's that that just shows you how desperate they are now to get teachers, even at the college level. I mean, to pay on. them nothing though. To, to they're basically saying you're they're they're expecting a retired professor, someone maybe sitting at home bored and just needs to do something. To come out of that and and just teach because they love it. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They want someone like that because they can't find someone that's already 
in the system, you know, to fill the yeah. roles. There's a shortage. Yeah. There's always been a shortage. Well, there's a shortage. The shortage is, the shortage is financial. Worse. Good. But it's sure financial. It's all I'm financial. Sure. Everyone's always like, well, we need to do this. We need to do this. Everyone is always saying money. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that teachers, I even work with teachers and I was a server like out of college that were side by side with me that would serve their their kids and their families because they had to have a nighttime yeah. part-time job after teaching their kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then go home and grade papers and yeah. things like that. Yeah. And I worked in the summers. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. And then a lot of when teachers don't get in paid the in the summertime. Yeah. They got to go and get another job in summertime. Yep. Like there's, it's all money based. I remember the teaching fellows program in North Carolina, which I think has been reinstated since. But when I was in college, a lot of people got into the teaching fellows program, mm-hmm. which is where if you graduate, so like say you went to like UNCG, yeah. if you graduate in teaching at UNCG and then you spend at least five years in the Gil- Guilford County school system, they'll pay off student loans. Wow, we should do that for nursing. So that was what mm-hmm. that was. A, that was an incentivization <laughs> of keeping retention of teachers in the same area, mm-hmm. right? Right. But then they canceled it. So then people were like, "Well, then what's the point of me doing this program anymore?" There isn't. There's no because I'm not going to make enough money to pay off those student loans. No, right. you're not. Right. And that was really the straw that broke the camel's back for me because I was a single mother trying to make it on a teacher's salary, and I had to live at home with my parents. Right. I couldn't even afford to go and get my own place to support myself and my kids. And I was like, you know what? I got a science degree. I can go I can go somewhere else and make more money. I did have to go back to school. Yeah. But, you know, it was worth it. Yeah. Because my pay, what, tripled, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From what I made as right. a teacher, mm-hmm. as a nurse. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like night, night, even night and day. Mm-hmm. So, and then I could not live with my folks. <laughs> I mean, it really, yeah. Any profession like that, especially when you're, when they complain about kids not excelling anymore. They complain about kids being not as focused anymore, but you're also not even uh, spending money to enrich the people who are in charge of the enrichment. Right. So it's just a cycle. Yes. And a lot of kids are like talking about, you know, a lot of kids, they don't perform well because they're not getting fed at home and things like that. But then you also have te- their teachers as well. That's right. Or also their kids not being able to feed their kids. Their kids qualify for free lunch. Now, what's wrong with that? Right. That's a, that's a yeah. serious problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to well, look, look you have to it. have a four year degree to be a teacher. OK, just like you got to have a four year degree to be an engineer to be. You don't even have to have a four year degree to be. OK. Even better, I got an associate's degree in nursing. I got a degree technically a lower level than what I had to be a teacher and still got paid three times more because of the demand. No, because there's a high demand for education. Yeah. It's because the the, value. the society doesn't place the same value right. on the teacher that it does on a nurse. Yeah. You know, and, you know, not that I'm not saying I'm overpaid. Because I work for my money. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, mean, I didn't even have to have the same just, level of education. They're just perspective of profession. Right. It's, it's, a whole, it's a whole viewpoint of it that makes it so hard for these teachers. We as a society have got to change that. Yeah. Or our, our education system is going to go to pot. You got I'm other right. countries, the other countries in the world, the first world countries. They laugh. They put way more value into their education systems and it shows. Yeah. You know, you can't hardly go. It makes sense. Yeah. You can't hardly. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. even in my I mean, profession, why, in the why, medical why profession. Yeah. In the why medical profession. These folks are teaching y'all children. Yeah. You know. The future. And so. 
Well, people complain why, about the future and they complain about back? people's decision making. And the first thing they yeah. say is, you mistreating my child. You ain't teaching them nothing. You have, what's what's this latest thing out now? What do you mean? They don't want to talk in school about blacks. Oh, oh the critical, uh, race, critical race. race. Oh, yeah. my God. They don't want to talk about Martin Luther King anymore. They don't want to talk about racism. They don't want to. They don't want to talk about black folks, period. Yeah. You know, it's not even just black folks. They want to say, they don't want to talk well, yeah, about the but evils. They want to keep it of, on an even level. And well, they, don't, they don't want to talk about the. Well, see, when you talk about black folks in American history, you have to talk about why we were placed in the places we right, were. Right. Which yes. then they don't want to talk, they don't about, that. talk about that. They don't want to talk about slavery. Talk about. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and all yeah. the things they did wrong. Right. And yeah. all that stuff. That's a whole. That's I don't want my kids hearing all that. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but all I wanted to say is we have, and not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm just saying for a country that's quote unquote first world, as wealthy as we are, we have too many people able to come from outside of our country into our country and perform better than our own kids mm-hmm. who come up in, in this education system because mm-hmm. of the kind of education system they get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The education they get outside the country. Mm-hmm. And that's all. And it also depends like there's private schools and public schools because like there's tons of private schools like in Los Angeles and I have friends that have their kids in public public schools and like well I hate it because all the funding that would traditionally go to public schools goes to the private schools that's where the parents are sending the money because you know when you're picking districts and things like that depending on the district you're in depends on the funding because of the property value well they they the property value also determines how much money the public schools get. That's what I'm saying. But the, the problem is, though... But there's no public schools in that area yeah. because of all the... In that area's private schools because of the higher ec- uh, economic status. Yeah. The, you know, because the higher mean. economic status, then they don't get any money. Well, I guess, yeah. But, I mean, really the issue with the public school system is, is that they don't get... Um, not so much that the funding isn't there... It's the allocation of the money. Yeah, you wonder what they're doing with all this. Right, so the far. allocation. Yeah, but listen, 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 you they got, gerrymander you have, the, right. the, the borders. Yeah. So all the public. So even if there are public schools near those higher uh, economic properties, they're gerrymandering the borders. So those those schools are not in their neighborhood because mm-hmm. there's kids aren't going to those schools. Their kids are going to those private schools. Mm-hmm. So even if the funding is nearby, the, the borders of where that funding crosses doesn't apply for that public school. Mm-hmm. I see you saying. Yeah. Well, in North Carolina, <laughs> at least the way I understand it, the the public schools that are in the more affluent areas get more money because the property taxes and everything are higher. Yeah. You've got it is it has nothing to the private schools, the parents are paying for it completely. Well, I'm saying You're not, they with, might with, get a few little, you know, grants or whatever, but it's not like it's not like the school itself is being funded by the government. It's no, no, being that's funded what I'm saying. by I'm saying is because so I'm saying if you have an affluent neighborhood, because none of their kids go to those public schools around them, they lobby for the gerrymandering. That's why even in North Carolina, if you look at those districts, those school districts, those maps are all jagged because they're trying to keep mm-hmm. the kids out of the school systems that they don't want their kids to be a part of mm-hmm. because of the right. way the funding is being allocated. Right. So there, so a lot of upper affluent neighborhoods like what's the point of us spending our tax dollars and that school even though it's near us if our kids are not going to that school well yeah so I they guess make them redraw the, the line the yeah but what i'm saying is is the it all the money from all the property taxes from all the neighborhoods should go in one pot 
and allocate it to the schools evenly. Well, good luck in that. That's not, <laughs> that is not happening. No. So you've got a poorer neighborhood or whatever, you know, their school is automatically brought down just from the lack of funds. Okay. That's what I'm talking so about. So then we can go back to grandpa and segregation because traditionally a poorer neighborhood usually means a higher population of brown and black people. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you have to completely combat that conversation first. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it all interworks together, but I mean, if they want to try to f- fix public schools, so you don't even have the, the great need for the private schools, because there really isn't a need for, I mean, if you want to send your child to a private school, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, most of the time people are sending them to the private schools because of the problems in the public school, you know, they're yeah. feel, they feel not just as far as the quality of education, but like, you know, the discipline and all these other things mm-hmm. that, because at a private school, they run the show. Yeah. They get to decide which kids go. If your kids, they're acting up, they kick you out, whatever they mm-hmm. get to, they get to have more control than they do with the public school system. But a lot of the problem with the public school system comes from the fact just that the kids, they don't see anything else other than their, their little segment of the world. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then the resources aren't there. So then you got kids that, but they all have to like play sports together. You know, they all have to do it. So you got kids from this poorer neighborhood getting on a bus, traveling to wherever to go play sports. They walk in their school. They're like, what? This is a public school. My yeah. school doesn't look like this. Mm-hmm. Right. That brings them down even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It's, so it's 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 one thing if you're if you out if everything looks the same because appearances matter too. Yeah, you know that affects the students' self esteem yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They like they automatically making them feel inferior. Or you know, if they go to another school and they don't know as much as another school system does, and it's not even their fault. Right. And that happens all the time. Yeah. When I taught, we'd have kids that would move down south from the north. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about night and day and, yeah. what, and what they knew, you know, as far mm-hmm. as the, even as far as what the, the rigor of the curriculum was. And that's why I'm very grateful that I went to a Department of Defense school mm-hmm. because at least our curriculum, even if the schools weren't, you know, you know how I said earlier, the schools over there were different than the schools here in the United States. Oh, no matter where you went, they were all the same. The, the curriculum, the rigor of the curriculum is the same. Mm-hmm. Now, what kinds of students you have going there may be different. But, you know, at least, you know, we had that. Because mm-hmm. Department of Defense is Department of Defense. Right. Schools. It didn't matter if you went in Germany, went in Italy, went in the U.S. Well, I don't think, I think the key word you said was if they want, if they care to fix the school systems. That's kind right. of the key word. Yeah. yeah. And, they, I don't, and to this day, I don't believe they do. No. no. I mean, no. they hired they Betsy don't. DeVos to be the Department yeah. of Head they of don't. Education. Who? Yeah. Betsy DeVos. Back oh, no, when... I'm, being, I'm being facetious. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> she, she herself, she herself <laughs> yeah. went to public school, private schools. Right. Her kids went to private schools. Yeah. Like, she wanted to reallocate funding from public schools into private schools. Mm-hmm. And I was done. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 they're clueless. It's money because it's money. Yeah. Even when you're talking about, you're talking about, and see, and this is why, like with all the stuff that's been going on in the past couple of years, you know, with the pandemic probably just made it worse. Mm -hmm. It amplified it. Um, As far as people, you know, learning how to accept others, Mm -hmm. stuff like that is what makes it very difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're going to put people in office in in places of power who cannot relate to the average American. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you just right. can't. Yeah. The average American doesn't go to private school. I mean, 
A Not lot of, close. I mean, like, I think I think more than average American. Well, I'm just saying, school. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's a part of the the one percent, part of yeah. the elite. They're the ones that get to go to private school. Yeah, you know, maybe you can say a little bit more if you include some upper class, middle, yeah, class and some scholarship people, kids, some scholarship like, kids. Yeah, yeah, but, it's a small but the large yeah. majority are in public schools. Yeah, so you're basically telling the rest of America, you know, you just need to be able to do enough to get a low paying jobs. So you can stay in your low paying you know house or whatever you know why even aspire to do better we're not going to support you yeah this is where so, we want you to stay so what you're saying is uh history repeating itself right i don't think history's repeating itself. i think it's just continuing it's not yeah, when, yeah, you, it repeat, been but, fixed. Yeah, when you repeat yeah, there's but, a cycle involved right right yeah but i'm just saying is that uh at, for a time uh things got better looked better seemed to be operating better and then um it seems like what was like when I went to school and desegregation, even though it's gone, it actually back. Well, I think it's, it's just, just well, yeah. I think it's, it's just, just showing up in different ways. Di- right. Yeah. 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 But it, but it, but it's back in that now. It, if you if you're looking, you can see it. You'll find it. You, oh yeah. You can see it, and you can see all of us being treated the same way. It, not not just just not the races. But but, but now it's, it's it's a social economic mm-hmm. thing in that mm-hmm. you know hey you poor I don't care what color you are you need to stay separated from us mm-hmm. yeah the, you the holding us back <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know so we want you to stay over there you know and we're gonna like you said we're gonna help you out a little bit you know so you don't get you know that's because they need us they wouldn't exist without everyone with half a brain knows yeah. that the top is supported by the bottom of the well, pyramid. They need labor force mm-hmm. and also they can't have labor force being too educated because they ask for more money. That's right. And the unions. And, 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 yeah. and you know what? We're not, even, we're, we're not even really asking for that much more money. We're asking for health care. Mm-hmm. We're asking to be able to feed our kids yeah. without having to struggle. Yeah. You know, it's not even it's not even about having a big giant house with four and five bedrooms. Yeah. It's about having a place to live that's not roach infested with water that is polluted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. about basic. it's basic. just about basic living. Yeah. You know, with being able to take your kid to the doctor, not worry about the bill. Right. You know, right. it, to have some insurance. You know, right. I can't tell you how many people you know, are just, they're just scraping by. And this, it's only because, you know, of the way the system mm-hmm. is set up. And it really does start at the education level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's a whole cycle. It starts with childhood and mm-hmm. then it just continues. It's right. It's a cycle was, within the family. There's a politician, I don't remember which state he's running for, but he's running because he said that there was a time when he couldn't afford to either feed his kids or take his insulin. Right. So he ended up just keep going to the emergency room because right. they have to give him his insulin there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's just racking up medical debt so that at least the money in his pocket could go towards groceries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he could stay alive. And yeah. he's like, that was when he was like, I have to get into this system mm-hmm. where I have making a literally a life choice of either my children starving or me dying, which couldn't result in them starving even, starving even more. <laughs> right. You know? And yeah. so we're just accumulating debt mm-hmm. on top of that. Yeah. And that's when he decided to get into Probably. local politics and things like yes. that. And I, I get sick and tired of people talking about the welfare system bringing this country down. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Because it, I was a part of the welfare system. Yeah. You know, 
the well, that that was the only reason I was able to make it as a single mom for a bit, you know, because yeah. I was one income with, you know, two kids at the time, not three. But, you know, yeah. you guys had free, you know, health care, whatever, mm-hmm. for, you know, when I but then it, let me tell you as soon. And I think it was as, when I became a teacher, actually, because before I was a teacher, I was just like a little lab tech. I made less. But anyway, I think it was as soon as I made like five bucks more. I lost free lunch for you guys at school. I remember mm-hmm. that. And the lady was like, why did you report this money? Because because your dad decided to give me some child support for once. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit. And I reported. I was a good citizen. I didn't lie on my application. And I know there's people out there that do it, but the majority don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but they're afraid but, to because of this right here. Right. I was going to say, why would you be willing? Why would you want to tell the truth if you're going to end up being penalized for it? Because especially it's not enough. enough. It's, it's like, not enough. Even what you're reporting, even if you're reporting, honestly, it's still not enough. Right. As it's, soon as I said, oh, I got this little bit of child support, then I lost everything. everything. Yeah. I lost my, my help for daycare. I lost my help for you guys getting just, you know, free lunch at school and everything. And I was working, trying to work my way up. Yeah. Whew, there's a lot to this. I know. I'm yeah. saying, we're know. supposed to just talk about education. You can't, you can't, you can't bring joint all these pain. nerds together and expect it to stay on one just double joint, Just double joint pain. <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap it up. We'll do our word up. Grandpa, what you got for us? Well, I got both since we talked about education. <laughs> Second Timothy 3 and 15 it says that for that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus all scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfectly thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Biblical education, just like we've been talking about today, the education system and how it it, it manipulates mm-hmm. because of people's uses, how it manipulates people, how it helps people, and how it just, how it keeps people where they are, how it lifts up people. Uh, the scriptures, if you, if you really look at it, God gave us the scriptures so that we'll get to know him because the better we know him, the more we appreciate him, the more uh, we'll want to know him. Um, but, but it says from a child, you know, the scriptures and that they have been able to make you wise. And that's, that's why we have education. Yeah. We don't want our children to be unknowledgeable and we want them to be wise. We want them to know. We want them to be able to survive beyond us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, 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 the scriptures make you wise through faith in Jesus Christ, whether the, our, our learning that we have, what we go to school for, our degrees give us the faith to pursue these careers and to and to be good at them. Uh, I, I just like how uh, these things tie in together, uh, how the world things tie in with the scripture things and that they're all given uh, by inspiration of God, because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't even have love if it wasn't for God. Yep. Uh, so, um, since God give us the, the inspiration to know him through scripture and it's prof- profitable, amen, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions into doing what's right into righteousness, then 
if we treat the scriptures like the, our society treats knowledge, then we're all going to lose out. Mm. If, I, if our children don't get the knowledge that they need, they're going to lose out in, in, this, in this world. They're not going to be able to have that that family, that, 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 that house, that job, that whatever they need to survive and to get along, to live profitable, I mean, good. Same with the scriptures. If we if we if we tone it out, uh, and I think it believe I believe uh, it started when they took prayer out of school. Because when they took prayer out of school, they actually took more than prayer. Because prayer was the knowledge of know- knowing that God existed. A lot of children don't even think about God anymore. Yeah. If it had, but if he prayed every day, you have to be the preach. I mean, the the students. But I guess the teacher did. Because I never even got that far that I know of. Uh, I think the, the teachers said a prayer. They bow your heads and they said a quick prayer. But they took prayer out of school. And so that was our downward spiral. So if we, if we take God out of anything in our lives, there's going to be a downward spiral. No matter how much you might profit from what you're doing, you're on a down, downward spiral because you're leaving God out. Because by leaving God out, you're cutting off your, your your prosperity. You're cutting off your 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 knowledge of of uh, of life because the Bible gives us a whole lot about life. And you, it's not all in school. It's not even all in life because to to not know God is not to know life. Yeah. So he created life. Uh, he created life. Mm-hmm. So and, and so this is that's why I call it God's education, God's school. So that so that we'll know what's right, what's wrong. A lot of people think about God when they think about right and wrong, but that's a whole lot of right and wrong in society. That if you don't have the aptitude to do what's right, then you know we already know what's the ending going to be, right? You know that's why they got jails and prisons. You know, and but you know if you talk talking about God, if you leave God out of your life, then you're going to have in one place that's hell. If we keep, if we stay mindful. That everything that we know is here because of God, no matter what it is, ABCs to PhDs, <laughs> it's, it's, it's from God. It's in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So we need that to keep in mind that while we're getting all that we can get in the world, we got to get all we can get in God. That the man of God, which means woman, child, may be perfect and thoroughly furnished to do what? Good. Good. Good works. We we are lacking good today. Yes. In this uh, world. Yeah. We are lacking good. And, and to me, the only reason for that is leaving God out. Because he reminds us. He is good. He, he be good, is good, and no good. <laughs> and do it. I don't think there's a problem allowing space for children i don't know it's weird i mean i know like in the south and things like that they've had the conversation about people being upset that they've removed prayer from schools because it's happened in a lot of places but i mean there's also i don't know how do you feel about that because there's a lot well, of other- you think you know the thing about prayer is this uh, this is a country freedom or what religion mm-hmm. so what comes out wrong is that you pray to a generic god because everybody isn't the same religion sure you, you, you can't expect Muslims mm-hmm. to pray to Jesus, you know, or Christians to or pray to Muhammad yeah. uh, or, or Buddha. You know, yeah. the rest. I mean, 
This is this is a country of free religion. So they got away from that in the schools. Yeah. And that's and that, and I think that was their the the, the the Supreme Court's justification for taking prayer out of school mm-hmm. because they're making it one sided. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if they if they if they just kept it to, uh, uh, made it to the point where you we have the freedom of religion, you pray to your God. And, and and he'll get it straight later. So the quiet time. <laughs> well, it's like a quiet time. It's a quiet time. Sure. But but it was doing. It was being done. And what that allows is for the children to have a period of time where they are acknowledging something higher than themselves. They're acknowledging mm-hmm. that there's a sovereignty yeah. out there, that there's a standard to live up to. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not just, I think it's not just it's whatever not just I want well, I think all the time. Yeah. There's something I have to answer for. Well, right. I, think, I think what Graham was saying is that, unfortunately, when they introduced that type of context, it was a very specific religion yeah. in the school. Yeah, that was fighting for it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's why people got upset about it. Yeah. And also, right. you know, other kids have families that don't believe in certain sovereignties and mm-hmm. vice versa. Yes. So they yes. took it out because it's probably easier to take out than try to adjust. Right. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, I think a quiet time for children, just whatever they practice or however they, they don't practice. even say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. Because well, the Pledge of Allegiance is under God, which is not is one specific right. Christian denominated God. You no, know what I'm saying? It doesn't say a Christian well, God. Not, it but I mean, but there are some people it that don't. But there are people that don't believe in God at all. Right. So I'm saying so, it creates yeah. it creates a type yeah. of denomination, a layer of right. if you don't believe in something that we believe you in, you are not an American. Something. You yeah, right. Because you're pledging an allegiance right. to yeah. something that yeah. you may not right. allegiance. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but it's 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 what we got ourselves into a mess. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be something in control. Yeah, trying to be uh, something that we're not, and and not admitting that we need help. Yeah, that's true. And since we don't need help, we don't need nobody and nothing. That creates a problem. It has a created problem. And the problem is getting bigger and bigger. And so. Yeah. So we need to pray. <laughs> so we need to pray. <laughs> so we need to pray. Well, thanks, Mom, for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll have more guests I on. I hope we can come back. I like this. I don't know. Well. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, no, it's too much. I know. Too many brains in the in the mix. Maybe. I mean, seriously. Who, who said it? No, I'm saying. Oh, okay. It's hard. I mean. And I was I thought she was gonna have me come up here and talk about medical stuff. I was ready. I wasn't even thinking about that. Actually. I wasn't ready for the education. Another, stuff. another episode. I was gonna say, can I, <laughs> can I come back and talk Why about Why don't you pick on grandpa about his back? knees and about his other stuff? Oh, okay, okay. We got we can do a whole episode. Oh yeah. Or well, I'm sorry, do they call them episodes? Yeah. Okay, we can do a whole episode <laughs> on health disparity and your, well, gran- your we, grandpa's we, knees. We, 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 we can be the, the whole 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 radio, uh, whole podcast. And the editor we can cover God, everything. We're just chit-chatting. Everything. Yeah. She's still recording. See you next week. Don't forget, we have our email, askigotgas at gmail.com. Send your questions, uh, your comments to the email. They can be read aloud on the podcast. All right. Oh, I am so there. Please can I come back? I'm begging you. <laughs> if you want to send my mom some medical questions, I say yes. If you want to send my mom some medical questions, if yes. you don't have um, proper health insurance because the education system has failed you, then you can <laughs> ask my mom for medical advice via the podcast. I, I, I can't do that, though. That's illegal. Oh, well, it can give suggestions. 
Can you medical suggestion? I, I have to look that up. Medical opinion, <laughs> something that will That'd get right. you malpractice suit. Yeah, um, we'll figure it, we'll figure out the correct jargon. Um, but thanks for coming. I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. you. I appreciate you, you doing this. Stuff. Yeah, I'm learning so much. Yeah. I love to learn. So this is this is my my sweet spot. Well, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. 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 <laughs> recorded in front of a live audience, aka our producer and my little sister, Maisha Parrish. Special thanks to our creative directors, Letitia and Shanita Parrish. Shout out to our sound engineer and editor, Stephen Kinzorski. If you liked today's episode, please rate us on Apple Music or wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs>